welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Each week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. Welcome and thanks for being with us. We're glad you're tuning in on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. When we first started this project back in 2017, one of the things we wanted Wanted to do was encourage our listeners with inspirational stories right here in the Mountain State. I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business, in leadership every day that a lot of people never get to hear about. My team at Interaction Media is working to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great opportunities. They're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies and organizations right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done day in and day out. And I'm convinced we can all learn from their experiences and most importantly, their stories. This week, we're going to visit with Steve Finn. Steve is the founder and executive director of Chestnut Mountain Ranch in Morgantown, West Virginia. Steve, thanks for being on the show today. Jim, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you on the show today to, to share your story of Chestnut Mountain Ranch. For those of you who don't know, Steve Finn is a national leader in serving youth and families in crisis. And boy, do we need that now more than ever. Steve earned his degree in criminal justice from Georgia State University. And while he was attending college in 1991, he began his 11-year career in law enforcement. During that time as a police officer in Metro Atlanta, Georgia, Steve's heart began to grow towards helping and encouraging young people to really uh, to make good decisions. And during that time, he's, he's had this passion. He developed a vision that one day would work. He and his family, his wife Dawn, with youth and families in crisis on a full-time basis. Little did he know that in 2005, Steve and Dawn would be called to West Virginia to begin to develop Chestnut Mountain Ranch. Chestnut Mountain Ranch is located just six miles south of the city limits of Morgantown on a, an amazing track of land, 225 beautiful acres. The ranch is a Christ-centered safe haven for boys and families in crisis, a place for family restoration where boys can enjoy school again, where they can experience positive family values. Boys attending the ranch also have the opportunity to work and earn a paycheck and learn valuable skills surrounding the stewardship of money in the ranch thrift store and their oil change facility, the ranch Quick Lube. Both of those places are synonymous with expertise and excellence in Morgantown. If you haven't been, I encourage you to go. And both of those operations, the ranch Quick Lube and the thrift store, support the Chestnut Mountain Ranch. I invited Steve on the show today to talk about Chestnut Mountain Ranch, to, to share his story and to give our audience some valuable insight into the organization he leads in West Virginia. Steve, first of all, thank you for everything you do for these boys and these families, not only in Morgantown, but around the state of West Virginia. Take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and just give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your organization. 
Well, Jim, I appreciate it. Boy, that was quite an intro. I was uh, enjoying <laughs> listening. To I didn't know you knew all that about me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, this, this journey started uh, probably two decades ago while I was a police officer in Atlanta. Um, I, I worked with a, a gang unit in Atlanta, and I worked um, – we're some great guys but and women, but we, you know, I often saw the gang life. I often saw uh, some tragic situations mm. and, and uh, young men that their, their lives were ending early. They, they were going to jail for their youth for a stupid decision. They're, mm. they're coming from fatherless homes. They're coming from broken homes. And, 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 and so these what-if conversations started when I would go home. Uh, to my wife and we would say, you know, what if we did more? What if, what if, what if, mm. and we weren't really sure where this was leading, but you know, I think often in our, um, I think anything that is wonderful in our country or wonderful in our history started with a what if conversation sure. and, and that's where we, that's where we were landing. Yeah. And, um, this thing began to stir and we began to look and we, be- we began to visit youth programs and, and try to like educate ourselves. Like what's going on out there? Who's, who's doing this very well? Who's reaching the hearts of these children? And we landed at a facility called Eagle Ranch in Georgia. Mm. Um, fell in love with what we saw. Eagle Ranch is a big facility. It's been there for over 35 years and they are positioned, um, just North of Atlanta, kind of near the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons training camp. So we became house parents. We decided, you know what, if we're going to learn this, we need to get on the front lines of this. <laughs> That's awesome. You know? Like all in. We were all in. That's and so great. we decided, uh, you know, let's do it for three years. Uh, we'll see where we're at at the end of that three years. I had this federal law enforcement job kind of in my back pocket waiting for me. But um, we wanted to we wanted to get on the front lines of this. And if if God was going to open doors for more, we wanted to be ready. So things began to roll out. We, we, uh, we took this position. Uh, we, I left police work and, and this being a house parent is one of the toughest jobs that anybody could take on. Mm. Um, I took on a, I, I was on a, I worked with gangs. I worked with drugs. I worked undercover. I, becoming when you start uh putting your marriage on the line and everything it's you know the house is chaotic but what we saw during our three-year tenure at eagle ranch we saw a program that that was not only reaching the hearts of these children Mm. but they were restoring families Mm. and and it and it just we had that aha moment we had that wow moment where we were because i saw so many programs uh that were state run that were state like where these kids were getting in trouble and they'd be adjudicated for four to six months and nothing was really going on with the heart of the child or within the family structure. Mm. And here's this private Christian children's home that was knocking it out of the park. Wow. And we were experiencing, we were experiencing real life change under our own roof. And that, that kind of that second wave of what if conversations started to enter the picture. Yeah. And yeah. what if we what if we started a place like this of our own? Yeah. Now Steve, you're you're originally from you have roots here in West Virginia. Tell us about about where you're from. Yeah, so I was born over in New Martinsville, Wetzel County. Uh my roots run deep in Monongalia County. Both sides, my mom's side, my dad's side. 
Uh, we've tracked it back to 1785 in this area. So I've got a lot of history. So my father passed away when I was young. Um, he got two degrees from WVU. Hmm. He was um, he was a brilliant man, but God took him home early. Yeah, and yeah. I was I was 13 years old, and hmm. uh, things went just upside down for me. Yeah. So you you've you know? you've walked in those shoes before as a young man who who is in a situation where you didn't have your dad walking alongside you, right? In terms, right. in terms of a, a, right. a, an empathy uh, position, and you've got the authority position from your law enforcement background and working with these uh, inner city youth and, and, and gangs. And all of a sudden, you get this calling from the Lord saying, you got to go to Morgantown and uh, you're going to start this this <laughs> uh, this ranch. I mean, my goodness. And, and so tell, take us kind of fast forward. You get to Morgantown. Do you have land? Do you have a vision? Do you have blueprints? Tell us about that. Uh, I had an old Suburban and a carload of kids. <laughs> and, uh, we, you know, I, I look back on it, and there's seasons of life that we all go through. But I was, I was in my mid-30s. Uh, a lot of my buddies were just hitting their stride with their careers. Income. Starting to and, put their yeah. income and their tenure and they're buying their boats. and 401ks or <laughs> Like we threw all that away. We were, we, we, we left that stride and we went right after this vision and put all our chips on the table. And not only that, we, I, I was connected with some great businessmen in Atlanta that were uh, associated with John Maxwell and his mm. leadership team. Mm. And, and I, and I filtered all this through them. I said, you know, here's the vision and, and let's work on a business plan and I need help here. And I need, and, and so we, we confirmed West Virginia during that time mm-hmm. had the highest need. And we confirmed that this, this is likely a calling from God, but you, you don't know until you go, yeah. you don't know until you go. And so we put our chips and we took this on and, but I had a couple guys pull me aside and said, Steve, you're, you're, there's not enough money in West Virginia to pull this off. How, mm. how are you going to do this? And I didn't have the answers. I was, I was a cop from Atlanta and I decided, you know what? It's, it's simple. If God's in it, he's in it. If he's not, he's not. And we're going to do this debt free. If he provides, we'll hit the gas. If he doesn't, we'll wait. If he, if he doesn't for a period of time, we'll shut it down. Mm. And that's been our, that's been our game plan since we landed here. And it hasn't been, it hasn't been all, a garden of roses. This, this was, this was tough getting this going. Yeah. God stretched us. you you know, your bank account goes down to $25 and you're wondering how you're going to feed the kids and you're leaving, living in an old trailer. And you know, we, we literally put everything on the, on the line to get this going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. And I, I know we don't have enough time to dig into all the details. You've got a lot of this outlined in, in blogs and mm-hmm. in your book that you put together, seed division, uh, I want to mention uh, you mentioned John C. Maxwell and and you know being a uh, a former pastor himself, uh, one of the great leadership gurus of all time, right? John C. Maxwell and I believe it was 2016. You were a finalist for the John C. Maxwell Leadership Award for the work you've done with Chestnut Mountain Ranch. Isn't that correct? Yeah, I made it to the top three leaders in America, and wow, um, it just I was I was floored. That's and, incredible uh, honor. It was, I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a great honor. We we flew to uh, Orlando and 
I got to share the story I'm sharing with you today in front of 5,000 people at, mm. at a big arena. And, um, of course, some guy owns about 500 companies beat me up, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was Ivan Meisner, the founder of B&I, yeah, uh, was, it was, was, the, was. was the winner that year. And I was yeah. I was thinking, you know, there's John Maxwell, Steve Finn, and, and Ivan Meisner. And I had the opportunity to break bread with all three of you guys at one point in my life. And I was just like kind of blown away by that. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty neat, uh, pretty neat backstory. But so, so Steve, for those of the, uh, of our listeners who, may not be um, familiar with Chestnut Mountain Ranch. And, and, and if you are, you got to come up and see this. I mean, if, if you set foot on this property, you will be blown away. If you think West Virginia is almost heaven, I don't know what Chestnut Mountain Ranch is. It's got to be like <laughs> nearly heaven or like uh, what's ne- what's the next step above almost because it is a beautiful place, 200 and some acres of, of just beautiful uh, mountainous uh, land there. What's your 30-second pitch for Chestnut Mountain Ranch? In other words, when you meet a stranger, what is it you tell them that you do? Well, we're, we're a Christ-centered children's home and school. Our school is nationally accredited. We're reaching the hearts of boys and restoring families. And most of the children that come to us are coming from family situations that they did not ask for and they did mm-hmm. not recreate. Mm-hmm. But they've hit bumps in their life and they've made some poor decisions uh, along the way. But this isn't just a child issue. This is a family issue. This is often a generational issue. And we don't want to unpack just the child's behavior. We want to dig in deep, find out where things went off the rails. Hmm. We can only bandage these wounds. We can only nurse these wounds. But we firmly believe that it is only Christ that can heal these wounds, mm. truly heal them. Mm. And and we're not going to force feed anything on these kids, but we're not going to, we don't shy away from what we believe and that God's our provider. And mm. that's, we have done everything debt free. Mm. We've taken our time building this place. And um, it's, it's, um, it's something that everybody needs to see. Mm. Absolutely. So, so I want to try to give a little, and I totally agree with you. You got to go up and and get a tour of of the ranch and see what this is all about. You will not believe that this is actually going on in West Virginia. I mean, it's incredible. But Steve, you talk about um, the mission. I love it. You know, but but fundamentally, it's a place. It's a it's a place where these young boys can come and they live on the campus. They live in a right. in a home. You mentioned house parents. Each one of these homes, you have two homes completed and a third one under roof right now, right? You have uh, the Joy Home, right? That was That's the right. was that the first right. home? That was the first home. Yep. Okay, and then tell us about the others, the other two. So we've got a we've got the Joy Home, we've got the Grace Home, and we are wrapping things up on the Faith Home. That's the third house. We have plans to break ground on the Peace Home. Uh, sometime next year. Again, we're doing everything debt-free. We're, 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 we're raising walls as the funds come in or the supplies come in. And mm. We have plans to have seven boys' homes out here on the property, seven boys living in each house. Uh, two years ago, we completed the, the new school. We've got a beautiful school designed for 50 to 60 children. Um, 
It's nationally accredited through ACSI. It's a beautiful facility. We oversized this so we could grow into it. Yeah. Uh, often, often schools are built undersized and they're adding trailers and trying to shoehorn kids here and there. Um, we took this on a couple of years ago and we, we pushed through when we finished this school oversizing it, knowing that uh, one day it's going to be filled with children. And now mm. every time we add a boy's home, it's seven more boys, it's seven more families that we're reaching. Um, yeah. So talk a little bit about the boys. What, what age group do you serve, Steve? Most of our boys enter the ranch between 10 and 14 years old. So most of our children are middle school age boys. Yeah. Some of our boys are uh, in the early high school range, mm-hmm. um, but most of the requests that we're getting are middle school age requests. Yeah. Kind of give you an idea, we, we had 104 requests last year that we couldn't meet. That's the volume we're getting. Um, our beds were full. We're going to break that this year. I don't know if it has something to do with the virus or just uh, these kids being at home and not uh, completing their school, but there's been a lot of family struggles and our phones are ringing. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it comes, it, the background of these kids, I mean, they, they don't ask for these issues, right? They, they, it may be a decision, but it's some, oftentimes it's the, the infrastructure of the family has broken away at some point. And, and, it, and it may not be drugs and crime or, and the things like that. It just may be something where the parents are just overwhelmed. Maybe they have a person with disability in their home and they just don't know what to do with this other kid, right? And, they, and they're just seeking and trying to find a solution. And, and that's, is that kind of accurately describing it? It's not just yeah, drug yeah, abuse. Yeah, you know, we and, come along. Yeah. No, we come alongside these families. Yes. A lot of times it's a grandparent raising a child yes. or a single mom raising mm. a child. Mm. Um and they need some help. They need somebody to walk alongside them for a season. The average stay for a child is two years. Yeah. Now, they live here on the property. They go to school here on the property. But they go home every other weekend. We look at those weekends home as critical wow. game days. Everything else is practice. And those 48 hours home, Friday night to Sunday evening, are game day. Yeah. And we want, we want them – we want everybody to start trying on the hats that they've been practicing with. Mm. So you're, you're, in essence, you're equipping these boys for for the rest of their lives, really. We are equipping them for their future. Yeah. We 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 focus strongly on that God is our provider, mm. that He created us for a purpose, that these boys have a strong work ethic. They just need to be dug out sometimes. Yeah. Um, and that they have an opportunity to change the course change the storyline of what brought them to the ranch to begin with. Now, beyond the ranch and beyond acreage and chores and structure and love and house parents, you know, we've got, we've got businesses in town that can, that we've been able to utilize to help not only raise funds, but build a work ethic. Yeah. Talk about that. You're talking about the, the ranch community store and the ranch quick lube. So a number of years ago, one of our board members, Paul Smith, great guy, retired president of Kroger. Um, he helped he helped us get us off the ground. I, I, I met him in Atlanta a number of years ago, and and uh, <clears throat> we've been friends ever since. But he he's Mr. Retail Guy, and every time ever since we moved up here, Paul realized, hey, you know, golf events don't work like they do in Atlanta. Um, 
uh, 5K races may not work like they do in Atlanta. Like, you know, sometimes the uh, I, I hear stories of the children's homes down there raising $120,000 on a golf event. I'm thinking, what, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Um, and so we started thinking outside the box, and Paul said, you've got to open a thrift store. you got to try it. Give it a fair shake. And so we began to do this research with – uh, some master level students at the WVU School of Business and Economics. These guys came in and did their final research paper on uh, the feasibility uh, of launching this type of thrift store in Morgantown, West Virginia during uh, about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And what they came back with with their study was thumbs up. They said, this, this looks really, really good right now. Yeah. We followed their timeline. We followed the the council of others and we launched this thing and it, and it just popped on us it, it's um we're down on don Knotts boulevard it's called the ranch community store and and not only did it become a place where we could turn unwanted household items into cash to help us build more and reach more but our boys wanted to work i, I didn't even pick up on that at first <laughs> you know and i and i realized that our boys were getting excited and they said hey can we work here and and i thought well, now wait a minute boys are asking to work <laughs> okay so yeah, that's awesome. it, it, yeah yeah it is awesome so the kids started you know and, and we had to i mean when i talk about starting with the basics it's 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 like teaching them that how the broom goes towards the dustpan not away from it wow. <laughs> you know, just the basics of but, Amazing. but pretty soon pretty soon they're loading trucks and pretty soon they're carrying and meeting customers mm-hmm. uh, uh carrying stuff out to their car and then pretty soon they're running the cash register and they're earning a paycheck and they're mm-hmm. saving for their first car and they're looking somebody in the eye and shaking their hand and saying thank you for this opportunity yeah absolutely and, and well, I, Steve, I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to talk a little bit about the Ranch Quick Lube, which is a, a, a fantastic place. If you're in north central West Virginia and need an oil change, which if you have a vehicle, it needs to be changed on a regular basis. Tell us about the, the, the uh, Well, the lube. idea for the Ranch Quick Lube was birthed out of the thrift store. We, uh, I wanted to find out, like, what else could we do entrepreneurial in this town? You're like, thrift store, hey, we could do an oil change place, too. (laughs) That's right. It's like a church bake sale on steroids. Like, like churches have bake sales, and this ministry has quick lubes and thrift stores. And so we we partnered up with Valvoline, and we, two and a half years ago, we opened a Valvoline Express Care. It's called the Ranch Quick Lube. It's in Saberton, West Virginia, right outside of Morgantown. And it's change your oil, change your life. Mm. All the proceeds come to the ranch. Um, That's awesome. We're quick. We're efficient. Uh, it's 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 uh, everybody needs an oil change at some point. We're going to provide that service. We're going to do it very well. We're going to teach boys the basics of oil change and mechanics. Mm. Maybe one of these kids will be in the pits. Uh, at Sebring Raceway and at Florida. You, know, you just don't know where yeah. this is going to go. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the pit stop because that's exactly what I feel like. I, I, when I pull in there, because that's where I get my oil changed, I pull in there and they are courteous, professional. It's, it's I mean, it's not like ragamuffin. I mean, it is like you pull in there and it is like top, tier service and, and it's all computerized and they know exactly what you know what your what oil you had last time and they're clean and they're practicing safe distance and all the protocols for covid and all this i mean i'm blown away and what what you guys have done with that quickly i i think you there's 
other opportunities around the state for for more of those. I think because <laughs> there's it's just the, the service that you get. It is, you know, in. in it's more than likely because it's God ordained, right? Because this is part of the plan. And I mean, it's just an incredible experience when you go down there, both places, by the way, not only the the ranch quick loop, but also the community store, both places are, are excellent, excellent customer service and just a great asset to North central West Virginia. Steve, where, where are your boys coming from? What's in other words, what's the geographic market that you guys serve right now? I would say 70 to 80% of our boys are north central West Virginia. Yeah. Clarksburg and up. Um, We've got a couple boys down from as far away as Ravenswood. Mm -hmm. I think that's near Parkersburg. Yeah. Um, And we've got a couple boys from Pennsylvania. Yeah. So we're not bound by state lines, but most of our children, you know, the two poorest counties in Pennsylvania just happen to be right next door to us. Yeah, exactly. And and there's a lot of needs there. There's a lot. Of, mm-hmm. And when we originally were going to make this a West Virginia thing, but I realized, hey, there's children in our right over the line here that are that need help too, and we're not bound by state lines. So we've we've got um, we've had a number of children from over the PA line. Steve, I want to I want to say a couple things. I don't, you're a humble guy, uh, and I love that about you. Recently, uh, over the last couple of years, you and the boys, several of the boys from the Chestnut Mountain Ranch in Morgantown have been invited by Vice President Pence to attend some Bible study at the White House. And you guys mm-hmm. have made these trips where you'd bring some mm-hmm. boys from Chestnut Mountain Ranch to the White House and do Bible study with the Vice President. <laughs> talk, talk a little bit about that. So we like to do leadership trips. We might be on stage with John Maxwell in Florida. We might be at uh, the Delta headquarters in Atlanta where they're rebuilding the jets and these guys, these young boys get to have lunch with the CEO um, of a, a high-level company and mm. talk. Um, and, and, and so we're always looking for not only uh, the opportunities for donor support, but how are these, how can these donors give back to uh, and get involved with these young men and speak into their lives? Wow. So a number of years ago, we got invited to the White House. Um, our, the story that you heard on this podcast had trickled into a meeting. We got a phone call. President Trump, Vice President Pence wanted to meet our family. Uh, we were flown out within four hours. It, it kind of just happened. It, it was it was quick. Um, didn't see it coming. And next thing I know, that we're, we're spending a half an hour with our nation's top leaders hmm. sharing God's story. Wow. And Mike Pence really connected and resonated with with what we were saying and and the the invitation extended to he has a bible study every wednesday no matter what in his office at noon for one hour and um we got the green light to bring boys and so we set up a we set up a, a leadership trip these boys have to earn it we would take two at a time um i think one time we took three but we've been eight or nine times now wow and um it's it's, so cool. it's amazing it yeah, is amazing. amazing. I mean, that is amazing. Seriously, <laughs> so cool. And so, uh, as an offshoot of that, I want to I want to kind of shift gears and use that as a segue into talking about the foster care issue in West Virginia because this is something that affects all of us. If you live in West Virginia, you're being affected by the foster care situation in West Virginia. You know, and and if it weren't for the p- pandemic right now, this would probably be be one of the top 
one or two issues that we're talking about, right? So talk, how did, how did those meetings with the vice president get you to where you are in this dialogue with state leadership and having Steve Finn, Chestnut Mountain Ranch in the center of the foster care conversation right now? Well, there there was kind of multiple things going on, but they, they all started to connect. And that's how, that's how God often works sometimes. You don't even see what's happening right. until exactly. you kind of have that aha moment. So we're, we're, we're having these Bible studies. We're connecting with a lot of state or uh, national leaders. Um, they're not only doing the Bible study, but we'd, we'd, we'd grab lunch with Mike Pence's staff. One of the guys would, would roll out a tour for these boys, and we would spend a couple hours just seeing some awesome things. But you know, the whole time this is going on, I, I'm paying attention to this growing foster crisis over the last couple of years, and the numbers have almost doubled in West Virginia in the mm-hmm. last four or five years. And it has it's a lot of it to do with the the drug epidemic, but it's family issues. It runs deeper. This is these these. It's not just somebody strung out on drugs and they've got kids. There's so much more that's playing into this. Right. And so you've got this surge of children that need a home, but you don't have the numbers of foster families stepping up to meet those needs. And so now you've got this really bad situation growing and people start paying attention, not only to the issues that are growing, but Hey, Chestnut Mountain Ranch, you guys are having a lot of success. How can you step in and help this? So we never were a foster program on the front end, although we have had, a number of children placed here by the state that needed a home, mm. needed a place to be, and we stepped in and helped where when we could. Um, but but the what? Here we go again. The what, the what if conversation started. What if we started a foster initiative with the churches that we already have relationships mm. with, mm. with couples that have a heart for foster care, but have had, for some reason, some hesitancy into stepping into that arena. And what if we equipped those families? What if we surrounded those families with like-minded couples to give them a date night, to provide meals for them, to be that community of support when they need clothes and transportation? And it may be families they already know. They might be already in their church, in their home group, their Bible study. Exactly. And it's it's it, it's it's a community-based model that we're already exercising here at the ranch. See, our house parents are the most critical part of our program. We've been, and I know for the longevity of house parents because I was one. <laughs> exactly. You've got to surround them. You've got to support yeah. them. You've got to give them that breather. Wow. Or they're gonna, they're going to burn out. So 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 fast forward again. You know, here we are getting ready to start, you know, 2021 here in a couple of weeks. What is the vision for this foster model? And and again, you're not, re, you're not, you know, starting from scratch and writing a, uh, you know, a white paper on how to do this. You're, you're modeling just like you did with Eagle Ranch to form Chestnut Mountain Ranch. You're modeling several programs that are actually doing this in other states. We, you want to bring this to West Virginia. What does that vision look like? So there's a there's a number of these community-based church-based programs around the country. They they have just not come to West Virginia yet. And yet. the two big ones yet. I've been able to find. <laughs> yet. That's right. Yet. 
the two big ones I've been able to find are Faith Bridge out of Atlanta and and Place of Hope in West Palm. These these organizations are doing an outstanding job. They're growing. They're they're growing by counties. They're taking um, a simple the village is raising the child model and bringing it into the church and equipping these couples to be what God called them to be and to, and to provide loving families for children that need a home. It's so simple. Hmm. You know, the, the, the whole history of foster care started with the church. If you dial back and you start looking into any type of history, it is, it, it's, it's a James one twenty seven principle. True religion is this to take care of the widows and orphans hmm. and it's a command and it's, and it's, and it's an honor and it's a privilege. Hmm. And we, we're going to drive this as far as God will let us drive it. And we are excited. I believe what's going to happen next year. You asked me that. Yeah. I believe we're going to get, we need some seed money to get this off the ground. Obviously this is a whole new initiative. Um, but we have, we have a, we have a handful of churches that are excited about this. Uh, the one that's leading the charge is Chestnut Ridge Church. Um, I've been engaged with them about what is this going to take financially? What is this going to take structurally? We've been working on this for a few months now. And I believe in January, mid-January, you're going to see uh, the spark that causes the fire. I love it. You're going to see you're, you're going to see something start. That is awesome. Steve, I want to take a second just to mention the sponsors we have for Positively West Virginia, and they include Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia, just like our guest today, Steve Finn. He is the founder and executive director at Chestnut Mountain Ranch based in Morgantown, West Virginia. Steve, I want to get right back at it. What is the biggest challenge you face um, at Chestnut Mountain Ranch right now? Um, I would say it's always tied to finances. I mean, you ask any nonprofit, they're going to land on finance. Yeah. We, we are... Um, our staff is great. We've got dedicated. We've got such a dedicated team. Hmm. People, you know, they're not get. They could make more in the public school system. They could make more in the private sector. They want to be here. They know what we're doing. And and and, you know, we've got a lot of six figure folks on staff that have um, pursued a calling in their own level in their own way to be here and be part of this vision. So we are continuing to build debt free. I want to I want to um, I want to backtrack for a second just to clarify that because there are six figure people out in the real world, <laughs> but not at Chestnut Mountain Ranch. No, no, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, so yeah, yeah. So they're they're making this a, a huge sacrifice just like you did to give up all that in your police work to come and, and do this work. And sometimes it is a, it is a struggle. And so, so Steve, how, you know, obviously, you know, we're in, we're in the Christmas season and it's a, it's a joyful time, even in these, uh, these troubled times that we're in, uh, we, if we cast our, our vision on where we're ultimately going, uh, there's a lot of hope there. And in, in, in terms of joy, how can we bring, 
some joy to Chestnut Mountain Ranch. How can people get involved? What what kind of kind of programs you have right now for people to to give and and uh, maybe they're looking for uh, those end of the year donations and a great cause that you're that you have to offer. What what's an easy way for them to to get plugged in there? Well, I would say first of all, the, the most important thing you could do for us is pray for us. Mm. Um, prayer moves the hand of God, and we need His protection. We need His provision. And we need his counsel. Mm. We need his wisdom. So pray for us. Pray for our boys that they'll be healed. Pray for our staff that they'll uh, have the stamina to keep fighting the good fight. And um, and pray for our finances. Pray that we'll we'll have uh, food on the table and and boys' homes going up. Now to that end, we you know we occasionally have a, a solid match challenge that follows uh, falls on our lap. We we are. Uh, we we currently have a seventy five thousand dollar match challenge um, that is going on. We've got um, uh, a fourth home that we need to get out of the ground. Um, I don't care if it's fifty dollars or, or or five thousand um, dollars. We're going to stretch every dollar. You know, I've often heard a lot of people say. Hey, that place can turn a diamond to a dollar, and we've done really good with our stewardship. That's um, awesome. We, so, we use donated materials. We've used uh, a lot of donated labor, um, whether it's a corporation that comes in like Coca-Cola and gives us a week of corporate uh, giving of their of their employees, or it's um, a financial gift, but we'll stretch everything out as far as we can. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of my my grandma Matuga. She you know she would make uh, she would turn a chicken into like ten meals, you know. And so it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of like the uh, you know the way that uh, you guys use every two before that you get right. I mean, nothing goes to waste. You're gonna make uh, you're gonna make something out of that out of, out of those materials right. that you have up there. So on that seventy five thousand dollar match, in other words, somebody has stepped up a donor has stepped up and said for every dollar you get up to 75,000 I'll match it so you can turn that 75 or turn how does that work well if somebody gives a hundred dollars yep. it's matched that's awesome yeah. that's awesome so you, yeah. so if you uh, if you have five hundred dollars it can turn into a thousand dollars just like that that's right that's, that's very, right that's very cool and we'll make sure we have links uh, to your website what is your website uh, www.cmrwv.org. We'll, cmrwv.org. Yeah, and we'll make sure we have links to that, and we'll shout that out, and make sure everybody has an opportunity to to check that out, and hopefully we can get some uh, get some donations coming your way, and most importantly, prayers as well. And I think I think that's really cool, Steve. I want to obviously this is a show about entrepreneurship and leadership and risk takers. What's one piece of advice you would give to somebody out there? thinking about starting something. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's a nonprofit organization. They've got this idea. They've got it in their heart. They just don't know what to do. What's one thing you would advise them to do? What's one piece of advice you'd give them? Well, I think, uh, first of all, you know, I, I, tell, I tell churches this and I tell businesses this and, and, and people that are, have a vision stirring in within them, I firmly believe the most dangerous thing in uh, in our house is not not the gun on top of our fridge, but it's that easy chair in our family room. We've mm. got to get up and move. Mm. Now, what that looks like is different for each one of us, but we've got to, you know, we, we we just can't remain idle. It'll wear you out. 
and the vision will never get off the ground. Hmm. Find out where God is moving. Find out where your vision is already in play. It might be in another state. Somebody might be already doing it. Hmm. But find out more. Become a student of the vision. Find out what's going on. Hmm. Um, that really opened the door for me. We took a couple years. We got on the front lines. We became house parents. Um, we even went on mission trips to, to um third world countries and, and they were great but it wasn't that aha moment we were checking things out and yeah, and that. it was you know, so you know get out there and find out well it, oftentimes you know I, I say it like this you don't necessarily have to take a leap of faith you just have to take that step of faith that's you know, right you know and and, and Put yourself in proximity of people that are doing what you want to do, right? Learn from them. I mean, I think that's a that's a great piece of advice, and I appreciate you sharing that. What's one thing you do every day, Steve, that you think contributes to the su- success you're having? <laughs> Spending time with my family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the most important thing, and staying grounded and staying in the Word. Yep. Uh, I make sure that I listen to my children around the dinner table. Mm. I make sure I hear my wife when she needs to speak. Mm. Uh, without that support, all of this other stuff will start falling away. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Absolutely. Loving my family. Absolutely. What's one book or even a podcast that you'd recommend for aspiring leaders? You know, uh, the one book that really impacted me early on, and I'm going to go back a few years, but Andy Stanley wrote a book called Visionary. <laughs> and uh, man, is it good. I, I've read it three or four times. Yeah. And it just, it's its one of those books that just keeps on giving. Yeah, it's a great book. Uh, Steve, if you didn't know, we have a section on our PositivelyWV.com resources page where people can go and Anybody who's listening to this can look in there and have all the books that have been recommended over hundreds of episodes of leaders that we've talked to in West Virginia and all their recommendations. And I don't think Visioneering's on that list yet. So thank you for adding that one. And that is a great, uh, great book. He references the story of Nehemiah in the Bible uh, throughout that book. That's and right. uh, it's a great lesson in leadership, uh, especially uh, servant leadership, I, I might add. So that's a great recommendation. Thanks for, for adding that. Um, I want to talk before we close out our time here, Steve, uh, about something I kind of saved the best for last, in my humble opinion. But uh, one of the emphasis at Ches- uh, Chestnut Mountain Ranch is in, in, in dealing with these boys, giving them a great education, getting them the word of God, teaching them how to be, quote unquote, men right today. But one of the curriculum activities that you guys specialize in, and it is a ranch and we are in West Virginia, but it's the great outdoors. Fishing, fly fishing, fly tying, hunting, you know, talk a little bit about what the boys uh, do up there for fun and in the outdoors. Okay, so this goes at the heart of what John Maxwell always says. People don't care what you know until they know what you, until they they know that you care. That's right. Don't, yeah, they don't care what you know until they know that you care. So, yes, fly fishing, hunting working on a car, hiking, um, 
Notice I didn't have video games and electronics in that list. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> so great. if you're worried about your child uh, detoxing, it, it, that's the case with every kid that comes in here. They got to detox from electronics, and 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 guess what? They're okay on the backside. They they live. Their their lungs are still working. Their heart, and and they they start. Their eyes begin to open. They go, oh, I can build a fort. Oh, I didn't know. And so, but we 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 use the outdoors. We've got. We've got a couple hundred acres here. We've got a beautiful stream with waterfalls. We've stocked the stream with trout. Um, we study what is – so we've got a school on property. We're studying um, what flies are hatching. Mm. What are the trout eating? Can I tie that fly? What would that look like? Um, and let's go, so catch bull- a, let's go catch a trout on a, on a fly rod that we made and a fly that we tied. That's right. It's so cool. That's right. I mean, that to me is you, uh, it's awesome. That's right. And if you scroll through our Facebook page, you're going to find pictures of these boys with trout. That I've never caught anything this big. Oh, these kids! What these kids get to do sometimes is amazing. But yeah. it's about reaching their hearts. It's about reaching. It's about creating a memory that will stick like glue. Yeah. And when they realize how much you care about them. Mm. And it's not just about going to the White House or going to uh, have lunch with so-and-so or catching the – it's about them having that aha moment on mm. their journey and saying, oh, wait a minute. Maybe maybe I do have purpose. Mm. And maybe I can finish high school. Maybe I can go in the military. Mm. Maybe I can change my storyline. Mm. And, and it may happen on a fishing trip. It may be that one-on-one conversation around the fireside. Um, you don't know when it's going to land, when that maturity light bulb is going to click, yeah. but you just keep pressing forward. That's awesome, man. I want to um, also give you an opportunity, Steve, before we close out our time here, too. You got a new book coming out. I mentioned Seed Division, which is your first book. You got a new one coming out. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we just finished it up. It's called Ranch Boys, and we are in the final editing phases now. Um, I would imagine it'll be ready for print by February. Um, you know, these things take time, especially when you hand it over to a publishing company. So, but yeah, we've got a second book coming out. We're excited. This is completely different than our first book. This book is more of a storyline of how this, this facility, this ranch got started. Mm. It follows my storyline. It follows two other boys storylines. So the chapters flip back and forth between my story and their story. And they're not much different, you know. It, it, we're we're all kind of ranch boys along our way, and um, but then our paths cross, and this ranch is here, you know, because we realized when we were storylining this thing that the ranch has been here for about we we landed here in 2005, and started talking about starting this children's home and. And a lot of our boys that are here right now were born in 2005. So here we're, we're, we're pulling into Morgantown and these kids are in diapers Yeah. and, and their story wow. in and out of foster care, in and out of things they'd never asked for. And all of a sudden we're, we're crossing paths. So it's, it's a neat story. Steve, uh, I love your heart. I love your passion. I love your leadership style. Uh, and I think it's it's an amazing opportunity and a real honor for me to have you on the show today. I think what you're doing, obviously, is is really great. I want to encourage you to keep up 
the great work that you're doing. You and Thank the you, team Jim. up there, I appreciate that, and all of us in West Virginia do. And I want to, if it's okay, I'm going to leave you with a, a word of encouragement as well. And uh, it's something that I've been sharing uh, quite a bit here lately because I feel like we're all kind of run down. Uh, 2020 has uh, has gotten a lot of people, you know, the best of a lot of people. I hate to say it that way, but I feel like that's it. And it's from Galatians 6, 9, and it says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And so, man, keep it up. Don't give up. Stay strong. We're going to see if we can get you some some prayers and some uh, some some donations out there too. Chestnut Mountain Ranch uh, the, at this time of the year. So, Steve, thank you again. I appreciate you, man. Jim, I appreciate you. Yeah. You have a wonderful day. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies, organizations, and people doing amazing things all across the mountain state, just like my good friend Steve Finn, the founder and executive director of Chestnut Mountain Ranch in Morgantown, West Virginia. Our hope is that we, in some way, equipped you and inspired you with this amazing story. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate your comments, your encouragement, and even your prayers. Of course, uh, we encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels as well. And be sure to check out our weekly show, Small Business Mastermind from Positively West Virginia, every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon, where we bring a panel of business experts and leadership from around the state each week to help West Virginia small business leaders win. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Learn more about our mission of advancing small business, entrepreneurship, and leadership in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia. 